All right, folks, this is Jack the Town here. And yeah, I'm still dealing with this virus, but um, it's getting better. Um, just do a little more, but I mean, we managed, we, we, we managed to do it. I had to take this, what they call, sodium husk. I didn't know that stuff was that slimy. It's nasty. But it's supposed to clean out your gut, clean out the virus and all the other stuff. So hopefully that works. Um, hope that works out well. So I need to get back to work as soon as possible because I got a lot of work to do. But uh, Well, I know some people have uh, heard about the Prince Harry and uh, Duchess Meghan Markle. I will talk about that tomorrow. Um, that I will do. I will talk about that tomorrow. I'll do that. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. So, um, I'm just going to, before we get to the, the main part, just going to look at, um, okay, let me look on here. Wait a minute, one second. Um, we'll talk about the Prince Harry and Duchess. Meghan Markle, they seem to have advocated their throne, their positions, and decided to embark on their own royal uh, family structure, which I kind of knew it was going down like that because for years, and, and this is, this I'm, I know a lot of people are going to blame Meghan Markle for this, but you, you can't blame her on this one. Here's why. There's always been a rift between the royal family and Prince Harry. Just like there's an allegation that Prince Harry's uh, father is not Charles, but it's another guy, royal guy from, I think, Scotland or, or whatever, they, whatever they came from. There's allegations of that. Um, because if you look at Prince Charles and Prince William, they look alike. But you look at Prince Harry and Prince Charles, they look nothing alike. He has red hair and let me let me uh, reference. I'm going to do this real quick. Because there's been allegations that um, his father is somebody else, and it's another guy, and supposedly names James Herewit alleged. 
Some claim his name is James Harewood. And he was a British officer. Like I said, it, I mean, that's all an allegation, but they sure look very similar. They look very similar. But, you know, uh, simply a DNA test will prove that it, Prince Charles is the father. Now, could she, the, uh, Diana had an affair or whatever with him at the same time while dealing with Prince Charles? Yes, that, that happens. You know, you do have two types of semen go in and end up a child comes out. I'll give an example is uh, uh, is the uh, classmates I know. I'm not gonna say their names or nothing like that, but their mother got twins. There was two, and both twins have different fathers. Y'all hear me? Both twins have different fathers. So it, it in some cases like that, it can happen to where, you know, she got with James Hewitt and Prince Charles at the same time. And both of them semen kind of mixed in and out came Harry. So that could be the case. Um, just like the fact that the twins had two different fathers. The twins had two has two different fathers. Or is it Mark Dyer? Nah, some they say it's Mark Dyer. Some say it's James Herewood, others say it's Mark Dyer. But regardless, um, there's always been some level of ostracization in the royal family with dealing with uh, Harry. You know, Harry's always been the uh, the wild card. He's always been the rebellious one. He's always been the blatant one. He's always been, you know, the wild character. And, of course, uh, William has always been like his father, Charles, very subtle, very polished, you know. But it looks like Harry has always been the wild one. You know, he has that wild red hair. And, you know, he has that adventurous uh, mentality. And there's always been a rift between them two, the royals and, and Prince Harry. There's always been a rift from his Nazi clothing, which was humiliating for the royal family. But, hey, Queen Elizabeth's father was a Nazi supporter. So, <laughs> so 
So, let, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, Meghan Markle was not the reason. Prince Harry needed a way to separate himself from the royal family, and he has it. Um, and I know everyone's mad, Pierce Morgan, everybody else upset, which I'll talk about later on tomorrow, tomorrow evening. But Mr. Pierce Morgan, sir, okay, they may not. They didn't fit in. When Megan came in, everybody talked about her race, talked about her color, even though her father's white. They didn't, you know, they still looked at her mother's, I guess, half blackness, quarter blackness. And so they still ridicule her about her race, even though her father is Caucasian. And now, I think this was a good reason for them to separate from the royals. Because you got what you got, Prince Andrew now, he's running around having sex with underage girls like R. Kelly. And everybody else is attacking Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. What do they do wrong? Besides distancing themselves from the royal family, which I would have done that too. If I had a pedophile uncle run around with underage girls, I'm going to distance myself. And if people still associate with that person, I'm going to distance myself from them. I'm going to distance myself from them. I'm not going to deal with them. And this riff may expose more things that the royal family has kept under on the wraps um, for what I've been saying for years, just like that dead body that showed up in what 2010, 2011, um, at the uh, 35-acre um, palace courtyard, some girl was body was there, and nobody couldn't explain it. Some young girl, I think the girl was identified as 17 years old, Prince Andrew. But besides that, it seemed like everybody was happy when Prince Harry was drunk, when Prince Harry was partying, when Prince Harry was running around with a whole bunch of women, when Prince Harry was doing this, when Prince Harry was doing that. Oh, everybody was happy. Everybody was like, yeah, this is exciting. As long as he stayed with that royal family and that corruption that may be behind the scenes over there. But when Harry got his mind right, when Harry got his mind, he became humanitarian he became, um, you know, start to engage in more healthy alternatives of his, in his life. He started to become different, you know, uh, and distant. Now, some people say, oh, is that that woman that poisoned him, Meghan Markle, the poison? If that's the case, she did a damn good job. I ain't gonna lie. She don't work some uh, pimpology one-on-one, damn. Shoot, that woman didn't work some pimpology one-on-one. If that's the case, um, I mean, y'all can say she she may have a hand in that. But I mean, it is what it is. Then she don't work some pimpology one on one. But I know there's a change, a more positive change actually, about Harry. I I, I know a, a more positive change about him, and not that 
party, wild, buck wild, partying, reckless, um, foolish, drug fueled, alcohol fueled Harry that we used to know. But now he's no longer that alcohol, drug fueled party animal. Now he, ever since he got with Meghan Markle, actually, he's actually became more sober, disciplined, um, more humanitarian, more, um, he's becoming more of a man. I'll put it that way. He's become more of a man because see, everybody was okay when he was out there partying and cooning and buck dancing, but now he done straightened up. Got a got got a woman that actually did straighten his behind up, because the women he was with they didn't care. They all they cared about was them being a member of the royal family, them having this, them having that, them having access to the royals. Because if Meghan Markle was about wanting to be taking over the royal family, why separate yourself from them? Then you'll be all up in the queen's face. You'll be all up in the royal's face. If that was the case, you'd be all up in the palace. But that's not the case. So, yeah, Meghan Markle at a time had a history of using and losing, etc. That may be some truth behind that. I'm not going to lie about that history. Um, but I believe in this situation if if it is the case, actually, this is a good thing because now look at him. He's not a drunk. He's not a druggie. He's not running around in Hitler clothes. He's not partying. He's not getting wasted. He's not getting all types of trouble. Trust me, if Meghan Markle wasn't in this man's life and he had somebody who didn't care about him, he probably would have been in jail or something embarrassing would have happened or something just, just tragic would have happened if that was the case. In this manner, he got some woman that he has a woman that actually cares about him. He has a woman that actually cares about him because the women he was with, they didn't care about him. All they care about was his title. But then Meghan Markle came along because he was thinking, ah, you know, there's going to be no one. But then he slowly started to see, hmm, this woman isn't like the others. This woman is not like the others. In a way, Meghan Markle is like Princess Diana. Rebellious. Because Diana was a rebellious woman. Diana went against the grain. Diana butt heads with the queen a lot. A whole lot. And you best believe that the royal family has something to do with the death of Diana. You best believe that. You best believe because it was a because she was pregnant with an Arab Saudi, I guess, a, an Arab's a royal whatever. And they didn't take that lightly. They didn't take that fact that this royal woman who got divorced was knocked up by an Arab man. 
that was a insult. And you best believe something was going down with Diana. And I still believe the Queen and Prince Charles had some knowledge of what went down. Just saying. You reap what you sow. But I'm not going to get on that right now because I will say that for tomorrow. Um, looking at Kim Kardashian's fridge. Now, this just came on my feed. This, well, she has a lot of fruits and vegetables, which that's good. Um, obviously, she cares about her family. And y'all can laugh about what she eats and what the family eats. But you, I'm going to tell y'all something. If you want to stay healthy, my advice is to eat like the rich people. Eat like the rich folks. That's the advice. Eat like the rich people. And I begin to learn to eat like rich people. I'm not talking about caviar and steaks and all that stuff because most rich folks don't eat that stuff. Rich folks eat healthy. Rich folks eat oat milk, like oat milk, bio-K, probiotic milk, homemade mango juice, uh, sparkling water, box water, Norwegian water, uh pasteurized, raised, alfresco eggs. Now, I don't eat eggs because I have allergies. Uh, organic, heavy whipping cream, earth-balanced butter, um, milk, almond milk, a lot of oat milk, a lot of almond milk, um, cream, coconut, garlic, uh, whole food ketchup, a1 steak sauce, of course, that's for the, you know, grace jerk sauce, okay. Uh, simply cranberry juice, evolution fresh apple juice. And that's probably for the kids. Now, for her, she'll probably eat that or, that true organic stuff. Lemon limes, grapes, apples, raspberries, spring onion, cabbage, broccoli, carrots, organic girl, baby spinach, bread rolls. Got a lot of stuff in here. Got the um, chickpea pasta, quona. Now, of course, Chloe's showing her refrigerator. You know she's gonna have a lot of water and vegetables because she has slimmed down. I'll, I'll say that she has slimmed down. We'll get to the whole Jocelyn Savage thing in a minute. I just kind of want to entertain y'all a little bit. Uh, cornflakes, rice, bran, pirates, booty, rice, and corn snack. Okay. Um, I think that's a frozen yogurt machine. Yeah. Okay, I guess, you know, cheap. Um, let's look on here. Of course, that's uh, the staff. Maria is doing the cooking. And look like some uh, 
some meals there. Beyond beyond meat, vegan frozen sausages. See, see, the rich people eat meatless food, and y'all talking about. That's tough. That's tough. It's gonna kill you. Look, rich folks ain't gonna put nothing in their body that's gonna kill them because they need to stay rich. Woodstock Farms Organic Shell Edamame, which I have in the freezer. People complain she ain't got no food in the fridge, which look like Kanye is uh, slimming down a little bit because uh, Kim probably told him you, you need to get your ass in the gym or nigga, you ain't going to get no get no, no get no pussy. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, you know, that just shows you rich people eat healthy. Now, people, then she boasting. She doing this. Look, I read it for her to show show us how she eats so then I can imitate that. I don't eat like I used to 10, 15 years ago. I don't eat, you know, um, meat or pork or chicken or anything like that. That's just me. I just don't do that anymore. I eat differently. My body is is different. You know, I can't eat as much food as I used to when I was younger. Um, I can't eat any meats either because my body has made changes, you know, has made adjustments. And as the body changes, you have to make the necessary adjustments. Um, I know my guy friend was like, man, you eating the vegetables and chicken and nothing? I'm like, nope. Nope, just, I mean, like I said, you know, I know bodybuilders need meat in order to bulk up, to buff up, which, and I showed these bodybuilders, look, you can eat vegetables and still be buff. And I'm living proof of that. You can still eat vegetables, but it's just, you know, eating high protein vegetables like um, soybean and you know, fermented, of course, you know, if you cook it correctly. Um, and, you know, you eat a number of uh, Quona, you, you eat enough of that, you're going to hit a thousand calories. You eat about like three or four servings of Quona, you're going to hit a thousand calories. So it's, it's really not, you know, the vegetables ain't going to put no mass on. Yes, they will. You eat enough of it. You eat enough Quona, you eat about four or five servings of Quona, you're going to get a thousand calories. You eat a cheese pizza uh, with no meat or anything like that, you're going to hit that thousand calorie range. You're going to hit it. And you, you are going to, you're going to put muscle. I mean, that's a guarantee. But let's get to the main stuff. I'm trying to slow it down a little bit because uh, I don't want to be going in and out and vomiting. Uh, while I'm doing it, but whatever. Uh, R. Kelly's girlfriend, Jocelyn Savage, 24 years old, was arrested and charged with battery, 
for beating up. Now, this headline says another the rapper's lover. R. Kelly is not a rapper. R. Kelly is a pop singer. R. Kelly is a pop singer. Uh, Daily Mail got to see. Daily Mail seen the, and they have misspelled words and all this. Is, uh, they don't, honestly, they don't have any uh, what they call uh, proofreading. But R. Kelly is not a rapper, people. R. Kelly is not a rapper. R. Kelly is not a rapper. R. Kelly is a pop singer. He is a popular singer. He is not a rapper. Ooh, Ukrainian airplane shot down by mistake by Iranian anti-aircraft missile. Could that be the um, the hit for war? I'm just curious. Could that be a pretext for war? And they may and U.S. may justify the reason why they attacked Iran or hit back at Iran, as they call it. Uh, let's see. Fighting another of let's change the term of the pop singer's lover in the Trump Tower apartment they once shared after Azrael Clary, 22, accused her of sleeping with. She says she slept, Jocelyn Savage slept with her as a minor. Uh, singer R. Kelly's girlfriend's involved in the fight at the alleged sexual predator's Trump Tower residence on Wednesday, filmed the entire ordeal for social media. So that happened yesterday. I reported it last night. Jocelyn, Joycelyn Savage, 24, has been arrested and charged with misdemeanor battery for allegedly striking 22-year-old Azrael Clary in the face. During the fight, Clary was taken to Northwestern Memorial Hospital, where she listed as being in good condition. The Chicago police say they were called to the high rise on the 400 block of North Wabash at 2.10 p.m. On Wednesday, R. Kelly's 53rd birthday over reports of two women fighting. Okay, so it was R. Kelly's birthday yesterday, and the two women start to get brawlic because they had to get on out. Um... And you can, better yet, I will play. Let me play this whole brolic thing. I'll play that for you. Since they only got 30 seconds of it, I'll give you the whole thing. Devil, you're so evil. I'm not evil, baby. I
I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that um, she said that she has two charges? One of them is assault and another one's sex with a minor. And that's in reference to uh, Joyce and the Savage. You messed with the wrong one. Because look, I'm 22, but I'm smart. You playing checkers, I'm playing checkers. come out on top on this as real clearly because number one she's a minor during the time when it went down and if it's true that Jocelyn Savage had sex with her at, while she was a minor then again she's going to come out on top Oh, out of everybody as real clear is going to come out on top Jocelyn Savage might be sharing a cell with R. Kelly pretty soon And Timothy uh, and Georgia Lynn Savage are going to be exposed as parents who did try to uh, 
get money out of R. Kelly, like LaShonda Lanfair's family did. Call a fucking attorney. Call a fucking attorney. I want this bitch in jail with her man. You can go be Tweedledee and Tweedledum in a fucking jail cell. In a jail cell. I want this bitch in jail. Fuck all this. Hey, call the police. Call the police. Get in the unit now or everyone goes to jail. Call the, I don't give a fuck. You're not saying shit to me. Call the police. Call the police. Somebody call the police or I'm turning off this line and I'm calling you my damn self. Call the police. Your phone is under the sink, your father said. Call the police. Your phone is under the sink, your father said. Oh, it's in a hand. I'm sorry. Call the police. Call the police off of your phone. Y'all want some tea, baby? This is it. Brawl at the Trump Towers. Hey, so Jason Savage, we both live here. She came up here with another young woman named Kimberly. I don't know who she was, but Jason attacked me once in here, again out there, and it was witnesses. You can go ask Trump security. Every single time she came to me, she came to me and attacked me. Make America great again. Attacked me and I had to defend myself. So I would like to press charges immediately. She came in here. First of all, she came up in here. She had gave our keys to another woman to come up here and get her stuff. Yes, yeah, she sent Kimberly up here to get stuff. I don't know who Kimberly is. It's somebody that supports him. I don't know. She just she's a handler. She does all his like handwork from him from jail. And um, she came here with keys. I didn't let her come up here first because I didn't know who she was. I told her it's okay. I understand you're here with Joy, but if Joy needs anything from this apartment, she needs to be with you because I don't know who you are. And I'm not just about to let you roam where I grew up. So then Justin came back up here. I was in here with people that I know, whom I trust, because I don't know what she was on or what she, if she would have came with a weapon or anything. So therefore, I have people in here. When she got in here, she just came to get like his awards and his Grammys and stuff. And then after that, she started saying that I'm so wrong and that this and that. And I told her, Joycelyn, you're going to jail. You stuck with the minor. That minor was me. You did it multiple times over and over again. And she was like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're saying this. All this stuff. And then she started to attacking me. Uh, she hit you? Yes. With phone? Yeah, she, yes. Yeah, she did hit me with her phone. She hit me She hit me with her hands and she was trying to kick me. In your face? Yes, with her phone. You need medical attention or you need yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, you sure? I just want to press charges immediately. Okay, where did she hit? She hit me on my head with her phone. That's where this is. And then she was, like, when she was punching me, she had her phone in her hands and her hands. So it kind of, like, put blemishes on me, but not necessarily from like her punches or anything. Do you have your ID? I do have my ID. Let me find my jacket. Is that good? Uh, I didn't know what I'm talking Yeah, no, nah, this is not. Yeah, this is, as you know, this is our kill. I feel like I'm going to go I do have her phone number. How do you spell your first name? Jocelyn, J-O-Y-C-E-L-Y-N. Savage. Savage, S-A-V-G-E. F-A-S-A-V-A-G-E, sorry. 
I do not. I think it's Tyrese. Tyrese, I believe. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm sure he's gonna tell her to change her number. So she's gonna be changing it. I already know it. Robert. They left the building, so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to give you paperwork to, uh, and we're going to advise warrants so that if you want to pursue. I do, immediately. We're going to give you a warrant for all the eye. You want to have a second to take a picture of the. You're going to stay here? No. We can request them. Yeah. She, she still has access to this. <laughs> yeah, so how should we go out of the building? Uh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. It doesn't matter. You're leaving? Okay, thank you. Yeah, most likely in about a day or two. Okay, with the document signature, if you want the photograph. Yeah, I do. Don't come. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see. Now, let's uh, continue with this. The shocking scrap was captured on Claire's Instagram video. Claire, who met R. Kelly when she was 17, repeatedly calls for charges to be brought against savages and screams about how the women had sex with her while she was a minor. I bet you Jocelyn Savage is not the only woman that got um, sex with her, too. Uh, according to Clara's statement, police in one video, the fight broke out when Savage and another woman named Kimberly arrived arrested to get items of both girlfriends. On the process of moving out of Trump Tower, Clara refers to Kimberly as somebody who supports him and calls her a handler and suggests uh, the woman was trying to get R. Kelly's Grammys and other awards. She does all this handy handwork for him in jail. Clary informs police that Savage started screaming at her and attacked her after Clary informed that she was going to jail for having sex with a minor. Another clip, the actual fight between Clary and Savage, with Clary constantly screaming about the woman having sex with her as a minor. Savage can be seen clearly screaming at Clary and expressing her, her disbelief that she would act in that way. Uh, one point, doing altercation, Clary declared our killer has been lying and expressed that she uh, and Savage were not allowed to watch the surviving R. Kill, first surviving R. Kill documentary on Lifetime. The skeleton is coming out, period. Clara says Rob has been lying to all y'all, and that's the sad part about it. He's been lying about to all y'all. Asked that she continue, and if he had people like me lying for him, that's why we never watched the documentary. So we got on Dale King as stupid as we can F and D. Because they didn't know. They didn't watch the R. Kill series, so um, they didn't know what was said. Or Kelly's lawyers seem unconcerned with the fight. I have a statement written by Israel that she provided to me voluntarily after Robert was already in jail. It says she never had sex with him when she was underage in Grimmer's Ray to TMZ. But that's the same exact thing that all the other girls said. They'll make when young girls sign a statement saying, oh, 
I never had sex with Robert Kelly. So for the attorney to use that validates, oh my God, Beyonce, validates everything the other girls have been saying about R. Kelly. That makes him more guilty. Whoever his attorney is, this this is a, I mean, it's terrible. Kelly's currently in jail scheduled to stand trial in Cook County September, then the federal court in Chicago in April, and then the federal court in New York. Then, damn. Okay, so he's standing trial in September of 2020, then April of next year, uh, 2021, and then again in May. Jesus. Kelly has denied allegations related to a sexual assault with minors, but then the mute R. Kelly movement has damaged his financial stability. He did himself few favorites when he portrayed himself as a victim in a combative interview with Gail King, in which he poured his chest and yelled into the camera. All right. And this is uh, the girls right here, if y'all heard. What is your relationship, both of you, with, with, with R. Kelly? We're with him. That's yeah, our relationship. We're with him. Yeah, we're that's what it is. <laughs> and we're in a relationship with him. Right. We just said it. Uh-huh. A both. very strong relationship as both well. Both of you? Yes, yes, most definitely. I'm talking about, is it a, is it a three-way sexual relationship? Sexually? Well, first of all, I'm not here years? to talk about my personal life. Okay. And I would never share with no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom. And as a woman, I'm sure you would not either. Yes. No, I wouldn't, but I... But, okay, then. But, so, no, yeah, no, next right. question. No, you're right. I would not, but this is a very different circumstance. It's not a different circumstance. A there are people all over the world who have multiple girlfriends. It's no different. Do both of you all believe you're in love with him? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Of course. Should your no. parents be concerned? No. Why? Well, my parents knew where I've always been for four years. They have known. They know that I've been well taken care of. You know what they say? They say that you were were you brainwashed. You're, I talked to your dad last night. He says, my daughter is brainwashed and he's very concerned. He said he was here two days ago and he wouldn't even look him in the eye. Okay, I wouldn't look him in the eye because he's a liar. And he's a manipulative liar. I'll tell you why they're concerned, Azurel, because they say she's 17. We found text messages that indicated that she was having sex with R. Kelly when she no. was 17. Is that true? No, that is a lie. That is a lie. I was not having sex with him at 17. Why would they want to lie about you, their daughter? Okay, so <laughs> when I first met Robert, my parents told me to lie about my age. So when I met him, he thought that I was 18. On top of that, when I was 17, my parents were actually making me, trying to get me to take photos with him, take sexual videos with him, all kinds of stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Your parents encouraged you to do sexual videos yes. with R. Kelly? Yes. And they said, because if they ever have to blackmail him, what they're trying to do now, they can use it against him, which is exactly what they're doing. Why are you nodding in agreement with what she's saying? Because everything that she's saying is true um our parents are basically out here just to get money and your parents you're saying the same as saying well both saying, our parents both our parents are basically yeah. out here and trying to get money and scam because they didn't agree on what happened you know with music or where we could be tell me actual why you're crying tell me i'm crying because you guys don't know the truth you guys i believe it's a facade that our parents are saying this is all for money. I mean, if you can't see that, you're ignorant and you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
more than gossip. This is more than just rumors. These are decades of allegations against Robert Kelly. We're not here to talk about decades. We're here to talk about what our parents are doing. Okay. All right. Uh, now we're going to play the Surviving R. Kelly Season 2, Episode 5. I did say I was going to um, play it. Let me do something here. Hold on. Sean. Was a pimp, Wayne Deshaun, eighty plus years old. Looks like he's in his thirties. Huh. That's awesome. But uh, let's play the. Uh, let me pull this up. Pull this. No, that's not it. Here we go. Now, this is Surviving R. Kelly Season 2, Episode 5. I didn't play this yesterday, but I did play Episode 3 and 4 that was available during that time. Um, so, let me, let me do something here. Let me see what she got going. Okay, that's 20 hours ago. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. People worry more about their channels and getting their storylines out than telling the truth or waiting the facts. Listen, this, my daughter got a life outside this fucking YouTube shit and everything else. And everybody trying to bring up an exclusive and all this, that shit need to, need to turn the fuck down. Because some of the shit is a bunch of lies that people just putting shit out just to be the first one to say something. And I don't give a fuck what nobody say, but people need to really, really... Be, be mindful that my daughter have a life 
And whatever direction she choose to do, she's doing because of whatever traumatizing situation she's been through. So if y'all want to hear something, y'all hear that shit straight from me. I don't have no problem with it. Y'all going to hear it straight from my daughter when she ready to open her mouth to the world and speak. All that shit with everybody going, y'all don't got to go to nobody else's channel. Y'all going to get it right here from me. Like, this shit don't make no sense, man. They don't give a fuck about nothing to do with people's safety or none of this. I don't know if they think this a game or this is this about news, but people feelings involved. A lot of people hurt behind this shit. Uh, uh, families hurt. We hurt. Cities hurt. My city hurt. There's a lot of things hurting right now. Like, like I don't understand why people keep thinking this laws they the first one to tell something or say something that makes shit right. It- Angelo Clary has a point. He has he has a valid point when it comes to just because you're the first to say something doesn't mean it's always right. He's right. He's right. You know, well, you know, it's it's best to get all the accuracy, all the facts together. Someone says why he's always speaking in the dark. Well, I don't know. But at the but I will say this when it comes down to it, the parents knew about R. Kelly's history. The children didn't because they were too young to know about R. Kelly. I mean, R. Kelly was around in my era. You know, I'm 40 years old. And. um. R. Kelly was around. He was around when I was, he was like 1990. I was like, well, 10, 11 years old. So I knew R. Kelly when I was young. Uh, I didn't pay much attention to him. I know some of my older female cousins love R. Kelly. I mean, they love that man so damn much. It was terrible. It's like they couldn't get enough of him. And, I, and I'm just like, what's so great about him? You know? And... Of course, all the women that I dealt with, they loved R. Kelly. I'm like, okay, you know, just like, you know, if you had R. Kelly music, they'll have sex with you. It's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it was. But um, I don't know. Um, now, these girls, they knew nothing about R. Kelly. R. Kelly by then is old. You know, he's not that younger R. Kelly when we heard, so... The parents knew about, because they're around my age range. The parents knew about R. Kelly. They knew about his history. They knew about his behavior. And anybody, any parent, me as as a man, I would not send or take my daughter voluntarily to the R. Kelly concert knowing that this man has been known to engage with underage girls. It's just like you don't take your little boys to Michael Jackson concert when you've heard negative things about him dealing with underage boys. This just doesn't make any sense. It's like you take your kids to Disney World. Now, I'm using example Disney World Orlando. And they had an area that says, caution, alligators do not come in this in this area. The parents ignored it, allowed their kids to, to, to swim around that area or play around that area. Then the alligator came up and, 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 and attacked their child. 
even though the sign on the Disney, Walt Disney World Epcot Center Resort had a big, huge sign that says, Danger, Alligators, Keep Away. Or they have zoo that have signs that say, Do not feed the bears, do not feed the animals. Because the animals are normally fed. If you do try to feed the animal, the animal will attack you because it's still in the wild nature. This shit got them tuned the fuck down. Like, for real. Like, these girls been through a traumatizing situation. So it's, it's, it's uh, especially the uh, situation even with Joy. She has been through something. This shit not a game. She been through something. This girl will need help. Everything. There's a lot of people that been through something. Like y'all, y'all, y'all looking at this like this a regular relationship. This and that. This dude fucked these girls up. And that's the damn truth. That's the truth of the matter. Everybody don't want to believe shit. You know, then they run around talking shit about my daughter. That's fine. Y'all can y'all say what you want, but ain't nobody been through the experience but her. Nobody been through the experience but Joy. Nobody been through the experience but Holly. Uh, and the rest of these young girls, uh, Jade, uh, uh, Geronda, and Dominique, and the rest of them. I hear Holly on her page saying some crazy mess. Like, like, they really gonna, 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 gonna have to, to, to wisen up and understand they gonna have to come to their own truth. Because where this shit going is not a game. It is far from a fucking game. So I'm going to answer a few questions right now. You know, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, this, this shit got me so upset right now because there's no, you got no goddamn care for a person's situation or anything. And then when a person don't deal with people anymore, then they mad. Like, like you, you got to give a fuck. It's people livelihoods at stake. This is my child life. I like, don't play no fucking games with my, 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 my daughter. Like, what the fuck wrong with people? But everybody gonna, gonna get what they want. It, it, it's all good. I appreciate everybody that, that pray for my family and, and keep them in, in, in prayer. I appreciate everybody that sent the love out for ads. Keep sending that love out for ads, please. Keep sending that love out for ads. Let them know that she got love all over the place. That's deep. And that's appreciative. So I, I, I really appreciate y'all um, sending that love out. So make sure y'all keep piling her with that love. But right now, you know, my family, we're going through a difficult situation. There's a lot of shit going on that people don't understand. There's a lot of shit that been lies that people just get ready to come to light. And that's the one thing that everybody, that I said to everybody in the beginning and to the end. You know, team truth, we don't, we don't, we was built on the truth. There's no lies, there's no none of that. It is what it is. So I just need to let everybody know that. I will jump back on at a later time. Um, I just need to say that real quick to straighten out a few things. I know some people want to call, but it's going to be later on because I'm trying to get somewhere. And, uh, and um, oh, hey, no, put that, put that back there. Um, I, I got, I'm got, I'm kind of lost, and I'm gonna call back. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna tune back in in probably an hour when I'm. Okay. Okay. Here is a comment 
and I saw this on Tasha K's channel, and this is Geronda, Geronda Pace, for those who remember Geronda Pace, that she was also a victim of the R. Kelly's uh, sex slave, sex traffic ordeal. Uh, Vanicia Vada was a grown woman, 21 plus years old, when she did that. Dominique told me about it last year, and I went straight to authorities. Dominique refused to work with authorities, though. Love you, Tasha K. Once in here, again out there, and if this wasn't a decision, you can go ask Trump security. Every single time she came to me, she came to me and attacked me, and I had to defend myself. So I would like to press charges immediately. She came in here. The best part, she came up in here. She had gave our keys to another woman to come up here and get her stuff. Yes, she said Kimberly up here to get stuff. I don't know who Kimberly is. It's somebody that supports him. I don't know. She just, she's a handler. She does all his, like, handwork from him from jail. And um, she came here with keys. I didn't let her come up here first because I didn't know who she was. I told her, it's okay. I understand you're here with Joy. But if Joy needs anything from this apartment, she needs to be with you because I don't know who you are. And I'm not just about to let you roam where I grew up. So then Justin came back up here. I was in here with people that I know, whom I trust, because I don't know what she was on or what she, if she would came with a weapon or anything. So therefore, I have people in here. When she got in here, she just came to get like his awards and his Grammys and stuff. And then after that, she started saying that I'm so wrong and that this and that. And I told her, Joycelyn, you're going to jail. You stuck with the minor. That minor was me. You did it multiple times over and over again. And she was like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're saying this. All this stuff. And then she started attacking me. Uh, she hit you? Yes. With uh, her hand? Yes. She yes, she did hit me with her phone. She hit me She hit me with her hands, and she was trying to kick me. In your face? Yes, with her phone. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. sure? I just want to press charges what? immediately. Okay. Where'd she hit? She hit me on my head with her phone. That's where this is. And then she was, like, when she was punching me, she had her phone in, my face, in her hand, so it kind of, like, put blemishes on me, but not necessarily from like her punches or anything. People like me lie for him. That's why we never watched the documentary. That is exactly why. So we got on Gail King as stupid as can fucking be. Oh, this nigga. <laughs> Oh, he don't like that. He don't like men. You just... You 
Let me uh let me look at here. Um, let me see something here. All right, let's, uh, here we go, make this her, yep, that is her, um, Gotta give me the date. Uh, seven days ago, okay. Okay. So far, it ain't like any, um, see who she's following. Okay, she's following Halle Berry and Barack. I don't know who the other one is. Okay, so nothing so far. I'm looking on here. OK. 
Okay. And Joan Jolene Savage responds to Tasha K. Uh, I just want to put a little bit out here since Tasha K is the biggest, I wouldn't say instigator, but biggest involver in this whole matter. So we're going to play this. Okay. Um, let me let the VIP and John Jalen and the Savages New York and the only people that I know that were in New York the same time this bogus ass account was posted from New York were her parents doing an interview with Good Morning America two days after that account went live and took y'all damn money. Take a look. Okay, so you guys just heard Tasha K say. Georgia to New York City to interview with Good Morning America. We interviewed with Good Morning America. However, we did not travel. This is why they fall out with everybody in the second place. And then thirdly, why do you think that hiding behind the law makes you look any less innocent than you are? I mean, I have showed you guys severals. I'm talking about severals. Several. Okay, there's someone just rambling. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and just, just finish this uh, Surviving R. Kelly series. And let's play it. When I picture Robert in prison, I, I picture a 15-year-old boy in prison. That's how I see him. See him that way. Robert is our brother. He need us. What he's facing, he may never get out. That's a possibility. This is karma. I mean, what you do here, you're gonna pay for. He's always felt that he was God. He felt like he was above everything and everybody, that he was untouchable. Reasonable people should be able to watch this and really be on board with the need for consequences, right? The need for a reckoning with R. Kelly. After the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, we could have said no more. But then there was the sixth, the seventh, the eighth. We could have stopped at that. Then there's the ninth, the tenth, the eleventh. This has been going on for close to 30 years now because of silence. It shouldn't have happened. He's done some really sick things to a lot of people, and uh, he has to pay for it. 
He is guilty of falling victim to his own madness, his own godlike complex. how he was able to do it for 30 years he had the uh chicago police department on this payroll you know some some members of the chicago pd on his payroll particularly black um like i said he had people who were the enablers and he would have never been able to do this if he didn't have cooperation and he had a lot of cooperation. Mm-hmm. And now we have this Me Too movement and we have this um now here's this mute R. Kelly movement and I'm thinking to myself, well, the mute R. Kelly movement consisted of former R. Kelly fans. The ones who actually helped enable this continue. Otherwise, the Mute R. Kelly movement would have been out in the 90s. Or the early 2000s. Not when there's a good opportunity to come in and, and, and not only get fame and notoriety, but profligate. And that, and that should have stopped right then and there. First girl, and nobody believed me. You married Leah. Leah, right there, was another one. Tracy Sampson, her Tracy sexual Sampson. begins when she is 17. Patrice Jones, Patrice Jones. 17. She became pregnant. 
A fourth public lawsuit in the woods was videotaped. Mr. Kelly has been indicted. There's been a warrant issued for his arrest. The block filled up with police cars. He was not guilty, even though the evidence was there. I know the names of 48. But again, he had enablers. He had supporters. He had people who were helping. Who were helping him. And when you have those people who helped him, who enabled him to do so, and cooperate, and say, I will not testify against Robert Kelly, and this mentality of, we must save the black man, because the white man this, the white man that. Well, let me explain that right there, concept. Now, there are some black men who are completely innocent, who are completely without blemish, who happen to get railroaded by the system. Now, if you're referring to those black men that need to be uh, represented with, with proper representation, then yes, I agree. But then you have those type of black men like Robert Kelly, who is a known abuser, who is known to abuse the system, who is known to abuse women, young black girls, just because he's a good singer, just because he's handsome, just because he says he professes his love for black women, does not make him a candidate of saving that black man. He was turned a long time ago. Now we understand that he was sexually abused by his sister, first by Mr. Henry when he was younger, and then by his sister, Teresa Kelly. We know this. And we can't, I, and then these women still, victims still feel sorry for him and saying, you know, him being in prison. He's still that 15-year-old boy, that 14-year-old boy. He's still that little baby that, that's suffering. He's, and, and, and they just, and that's the reason why he was able to get away with it for so long. Because these women were still emotionally attached to R. Kelly. Even though he did all the evil atrocities towards these women, abused them in many ways, and, and then, then no one, and they still feel an attachment to him. They still feel a kindred spirit to Robert Kelly. And that's why they were willing and are willing to defend him and willing to stick by him and to stand by him, even though he's did all this wrong to him. Women whose lives Kelly has ruined. 48 women can't be lying. Some of his alleged victims are speaking out in a powerful new docu-series. No, they can't be lying. Can't be lying. Except for Kesha. But um, <laughs> that's a different story by itself. But what I'm saying is these women 
who were victims of our killing. I'm not talking about the young ones. I'm talking about the ones who were over 21 when they met him at 21. And particularly Ashanta McGee and Kenny Jones. Those two, I, I, I would discount those two. Those two can be thrown out of the whole Me Too movement because they they knew. They knew what he was about. They knew about him. They knew about his behavior. And, um, and they got in too deep. And what I like to see on the fair side, now I'm, I'm, I'm being fair as fair, since we have all the ladies who have came forward with their stories, I believe that Lifetime should also interview R. Kelly and should give his side of the story. Now, of course, it's going to be lies, of course, but at least we'll know some things of who did what. Because what it is, is the reason he was able to remain anonymous this long is because out of those women, some of them protected him. What about the handlers? What about his staff? He should not be the only one that goes to prison. The people around him who protected him, who made sure he got away with this and that, should go to prison as well they should not be able to get out scot-free on this they should not and i know lady god got tweet i stand by anyone who has ever been victim of sex assault even though she worked with r kelly a number of you musicians knew about r kelly's history a number of you musicians just like michelle williams knew about r kelly and this thing for young girls. Everybody knew about R. Kelly's behavior. And people still work with him. People ignored women and men. But probably more women than men. Because DMX was like, uh-uh, dawg. Mm-mm. And of course, I don't know why Jay-Z even worked with R. Kelly. Even did an hour with him. Twice. I don't know why. Same with Twister. Same with a number of you artists. You knew this guy had this this issue. You are complicit with his behavior. And he should not be the only one to be under a cell. I think there should be more, but I know if Lifetime were to enter, and and and, I, and again, I believe they need to be fair. They need to give R. Kelly a chance to defend himself, even though we know he did this, but at least explain why he did it, and even go further as who also participated in these activities with these underage girls. That is going to be the power kick. That is going to be the power key because Geronda Pace is going to be that key. You put Geronda Pace on the stand. She is the key to putting out all the other women who were 21 and up that also engage in sex with underage girls. Geronda Pace is going to be the key. And of course, Tasha K's interviews are also going to be used 
in the trial, the R. Kelly trial. And this is going to open up a powder keg. And you're probably going to see a lot of suicides. And Kenny Jones and Ashanta McGee may be exposed as enablers because, again, they're over 21. The other ones, they're minors. 17, 18, that's, those still are young. I'm not, those, they're victims. But Ashanta McGee and Kenny Jones are not victims at all. Uh, what's that woman name? Val Vada, Vada Pinky, Vada Perry Pinky. She's not a victim. All these adults who were around Kelly are not victims. They were the enablers because they knew. Just like you have to be 17 to vote. Just like you have to be 21 to drink. Just like if so, if a family, you know, your parents leave you an inheritance and they die early, you have to be 25 to access the amount, the account. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't sign a contract on getting a vehicle alone at 17 because you are not of age of consent. Why do you think there's laws and why certain youth cannot get certain things because they are not at the age of reason? So the ones who were 21 and up who dealt with R. Kelly and, you know, I'm not talking about Faith Young. Faith, Faith uh, Rogers was 19 when she met R. Kelly, so she still was young. But I'm talking about Kitty Jones or Santa McGee. Those type, and I'm not talking about the hairstylist because the hairstylist, again, was just there to do a job. She was not there to get with R. Kelly. She was just there to do a job. She's married with three children. So she, she you know, was about their business. And she ended up becoming the victim when he forced her to engage in inappropriate behavior. And so she did call the police. She did get the police involved and they did raid the studio when she, you know, you know, and then, of course, R. Kelly has powerful lawyers. R. Kelly has people on the police force. R. Kelly has people in the political realm in Chicago that made it go away. So she had to sue him civilly. And we need to find out who were the enablers in the Chicago Police Department, who were the enablers in the state's attorney's office, who were the enablers in. Who were the enablers in the. Political world, you know, like representatives, aldermen, Congress people, state senators, local senators, uh, state uh, congressional members. We need to find out who they are because they are the ones who shielded Robert Kelly. The record label, job record, Sony. We need to know. Everybody, not just not just just put on on R. Kelly. R. Kelly, if R. Kelly wants to have some type of redemption or some type of uh, mercy from God, I suggest he start singing like a canary. 
I suggest you start telling all of those who helped enable him to continue to engage in these activities with underage girls. Because you best believe if it was white girls, he would have been swinging from a tree, oak tree. Why wait to 2017 to finally get into this movement? I've been doing this ever since 2005, 2006. Y'all are like 11 years too late. Because y'all was singing and buck dancing and cooning to R. Kelly's music. <clears throat> and, and that's what y'all was doing. While I was here being ostracized, being chastised, being called every name in the book, being called a sellout, an Uncle Tom, a Sambo, a coon, a monkey, uh, a, 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 a self-hater, a race traitor. Because I stood up against R. Kelly that I said, look, R. Kelly is not who you think he is. R. Kelly is, is a problem. And I was, you know, ridiculed for, you know, calling out R. Kelly. I was called every name in the book for calling out R. Kelly. And I was being attacked. While y'all sitting up there going to his shows, bobbing, dancing, cooning, monkey shining, and buck dancing to his music. While I'm being attacked for calling this man out. And now all of a sudden, y'all want to have the mute R. Kelly. Now you want the black girl's lives matter. Which, that's great, but it's a little bit too late. This should have been done 11 years ago. This should have been done 11, 12 years ago. When I was saying something, hell, I should have lead the mute R. Kelly movement because hell, I'm the one. Hell, it was, it was my commentary for all those years. Is the reason why y'all now doing something. But you know, it's funny, y'all had white people to push y'all to do it. That's what it was. Because white folks start looking at y'all and saying, well, hold on now. You want to talk about how we treat y'all, but look what y'all do to each other. You look what y'all do to, to y'all's girls. Because white folks like, hell, we don't do that to our dogs because we know if one of us do that to our dogs, we, we, somebody going to get straightened out. But then y'all will allow this to go on in your communities and your neighborhoods and don't say nothing, but you blame us for everything. And so... They started saying, well, you know, you're right. We need to do this. Mina Kelly was really born out of the work that the savages were doing to get their daughter back. Just seeing their anguish and their pain really inspired me. See there, so it was basically new. And again, there's been questions about the savages and, and their reasons. But again, the mute R. Kelly movement should have started when I was talking about it back in 2007. 2006-2005 that should have been y'all should have been on board then but y'all weren't on board 
Y'all was too busy singing, cooling, monkey shining, and buck dancing to R. Kelly's music in his concert. While I was out there like, hey, man, I ain't messing with that dude. That guy's been messing with little girls. And really to try to figure out how to amplify their voice and the voice of all of the parents and all of the women who have been coming forward. Joseph, you're seeing this message. Please know that I love you. I'm your mother. I love you dearly. No parents should have to go on TV crying about their daughter being abused, being kidnapped, basically, being brainwashed, being turned against them. The Mute R. Kelly campaign got traction, uh, both because of the fact that people were saying that he was running a sex cult, and also the Me Too movement. Why should there be a, a movement that was holding all these high-profile people accountable, and yet R. Kelly was still bumping and grinding his way through the music. Exactly. You are absolutely right, ma'am. You're absolutely right. But again, Jack Newtown's been doing this since 2005, 2006, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, now 20. But now y'all get the accolades, y'all get the praise. Oh, yeah, y'all started the movement, even though y'all were the same damn ones that protected the son of a bitch. But Jack Newtown was like, hell no, nah, I ain't protecting y'all. I don't care if you're a black man. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. It, it's funny that everybody enjoyed the fruits of the labor. Everybody enjoyed the benefits. And then when the benefits run out, now all of a sudden, mute R. Kelly. But the leader was the same one that supported R. Kelly years ago. Now you want to jump on the bandwagon because you've seen that it's financially and financially and and and, and um, prestigiously beneficial. I didn't receive no benefits from going against R. Kelly. Actually, I lost money going up against R. Kelly. I lost friends by going up against R. Kelly years ago. Family members looked at me crazy because I was going up against R. Kelly. And now here you come along the whole time. You was loving R. Kelly. You was kissing up on R. Kelly. Oh, well, yeah, he and these little girls. You've been knowing that. It's true. But hell, at least give Jack Newtown the credit for, for doing it. Y'all know, know where y'all got that from. Y'all know where y'all got it from. The savage, it was Jack Newtown. Right after Gil King, we got a call from Jocelyn. Hey, Jocelyn, this is Mommy. It was 
a planned call, but in the midst of that call, my youngest daughter, Jory, got on the phone. Hey, Jocelyn. Hey, Jocelyn. It's Jory. You could hear a break in a trance. She go, she didn't know what to say unless somebody else pointed her to get back on track. Now, he's trained these girls not to go against kids. And Jerron had confirmed. Yeah, and, I, and I agree with her. Jerron had been telling me a few weeks prior to that. Right. Jory, our youngest daughter, needs to talk to Jocelyn because they weren't trained to go against younger kids. Yeah, that, then, that, then I agree with that part. I agree wholeheartedly with that. But again, something peculiar about these parents that is mm, I personally believe they like to keep this going a little bit longer because it benefits them financially as well as prestigiously it's what it does I hate to say that but it's true right we love you, and anybody else can 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 argue with me and disagree with me all you want. You can send the mute R. Kelly people after me for it, but it's a fact. But the same mute R. Kelly people were enjoying R. Kelly's music before somebody start calling them out and say, "Hey, why you support this man music?" It's oh yeah, you're right. Let's start a movement. We love you, Justin. Too. I love you too. Can you please come home? I love you too. Please come home. I'm here, Joyce. I'm here, Joyce. I'm happy working. I told you a million, million times where I am, and I am very happy. Why haven't you been able to call? Why haven't you been able to call anybody in your family or friends? Okay. I understand you're happy, but why haven't you been able to call in your family or friends because your daddy's granddaddy's stronger? Because R. Kelly got you under control like a slave master. That's why. Your grandmother had stage four cancer. You haven't called her, and they were wearing. prison call people don't understand I have not seen my daughter Robert's dictate when I talk to my daughter he's gonna make that call and that's what he did on that day he made the call to tell my daughter to hang up the phone and not you know Uh, 
let me do something here. Let me do something. Let's look at here. It's going to take a second. I'm sorry, but I need to do this. something um let's see give me a minute Give me a second. Here we go. R. Kelly gave homeless woman an STD after he tricked her and gave him here for 3000 Hold on. Let me. Whoop, whoop, hold on. Let's play this. And we might end up having to do a second half of this. No, maybe, I'm going to make that part two. I'm going to make that part two. What I want to play is Tim Savage. That's what I want to play. Um, let's see. Here we go. This is what I want to play. She don't need you, but she wants you. No, 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 you won't. She don't. But at this particular... To New York. I'm just trying to figure out why they out here demanding to see their daughter. And Tim is in this recording right here saying that he was done with his motherfucking daughter. Hey, I don't need him at this point, man. She got love. She 
she won't. No, 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 she won't. She don't. But at this particular point, she does need a father. I don't give a fuck with nobody. That's her man, but she needs a father. But her father's against her right now. That's how she feels. I'm not getting my bro. I'm not That's how she feels. No, I'm already done. You know what the she your daughter forever. Tim, Tim, that's your daughter. Till the day you die, she die. Hey, huh? she don't need me at this point, man. She got mom. She right, she don't She don't need you, but she won't. No, 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 you won't. She don't. But at this particular point, she does she need a father. I don't give a fuck with nobody. That's her man, but she needs a father. But her father's against her right now. That's how she feels. I'm not getting her, bro. I'm done with That's how she feels? I'm not already done. You're going to Tim. Tim, that's your daughter till the day you die, she die. And I'm also surprised that Tim is actually in court trying to prove that R. Kelly's accredited manager, James Mason, threatened to kill him. But I have a recording here of Tim actually threatening to kill a good friend of mine. Take a look at this. No. Mm. That bitch needs to get her ass kicked. And that's why I'm doing a check on the motherfucking ass. Okay. I pulled the mama to the side, moved in that goddamn room. And I told the mama, I said, you need to check your daughter. Mm-hmm. I, I got four hours of motherfucking audio tape, video tape. You need to check that bitch and put her where she belongs. Because my ass is like a loose cannon right now. And people sit over there boxing when they motherfucking ass like a loose cannon. Because my ass is like a loose cannon right now. And people sit over there boxing when they motherfucking ass like a loose cannon. That's Tim Sellers for you. I'll play that uh, second one pretty soon about some of the other victims of R. Kelly. And I'm going to play some of Tasha K's videos about some of the other victims of R. Kelly. Uh, Vlad TD sued for racial sexual misconduct. Okay, we're going to get there. Oh, man, we got a lot. Oh, man, we got a lot of footage to cover then. Talk to my wife or talk to my kids. He's in the control at all times. And it's scary, not just for me, but for all these other families that's out here. It's a control issue. And I pray to God that the law enforcement do their job and put this man where he belongs. They have been doing their job, sir. It's people like y'all are been once been protecting them for years. Behind bars. Cause it's gonna, he's he gonna, is behind bars. Gonna explode. Kelly was indicted on yet another 11 counts. The new charges come three months after Kelly was hit with a 10 count indictment. Kelly already facing charges involving four women, three of whom were underage when they became his victims. The charges include four class X felony counts, which carry mandatory prison time of six to 30 years. One of the alleged victims has come forward publicly. Johanna Pace tweeted yesterday, yes, I am aware of the 11 new counts against R. Kelly. Yes, all of the new counts are related to my case. Geronda Pace is the one victim that overlaps in the two Cook County cases. To know that 11 of those counts belong to me, I was like, that's huge. And I felt good and I cried. I was like, finally, oh. Geronda Pace was working with the FBI for, I think, at least about almost two years um, as far as getting this done. And, um, and I, I praise her for that. I praise her for her bravery, uh, for her courage to, to come out and really just put the nail in the coffin because around the pace testimony is going to be the nail in the coffin for R. Kelly. 
to put him in the slammer for good. Now, and I hope, and I hope it, and I hope that does happen. The man deserves it. I mean, he, he's a he's a sack of. It, <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> he he's a he's a sack of shit, and he's a son of a bitch. And you should have been under a cell a long time ago. Actually, you should be under the in the ground a long time ago. But you know, we can't do that. So the cell would, would be there. We we're finally being heard. I had been talking to the FBI since the savages came forward. I believe it was sometime in 2017. I wanted uh, Rob to go to jail so that Azrael and Joycelyn could be released. And ever since. Then, like, I've just been trying really hard to help them get their daughter. As a young girl, Jocelyn was always, I can't say she, she was quiet, but she was active. She was very hyper. She was very hyper. But she was also very sweet. She carried her feelings on her shoulders right. a lot of the times. We would sing in, at home, in the car, on the way to Disney World. We used to always go to Disney World every year. That was a tradition. Joycelyn's relationship to music was, it was her passion. Me and Joycelyn, we talked about going professional many times, especially Joycelyn. She was the main one, like, I want to be a singer. I'm ready, you know, singing is going to be my career. My name is Emilio, and I was Joycelyn's producer. My name is Antonio, and I was Joycelyn's songwriter. Joycelyn was real serious about it. I mean, she always, always wanted to listen to um, Sierra, Aaliyah every single day. You know, she kind of get inspired by that. She like, she literally practiced every single day just to make sure her vocals and everything was on point. Joy's goals was to be an actual artist in the industry. A mainstream artist, not independent. Joycelyn met R. Kelly because she was invited to a concert. They met after the concert backstage, and from there, she did get a chance to communicate with him and get his phone number. R. Kelly did make promises that what he would do for Jocelyn's career. He promised that uh, Sony Records would sign her. He promised that he would help her with her music, and none of those promises fell through at all. A few days later, she had came over to our, my house, and she had said, she said, okay, I'm, I'm so nervous, and like, I just, like, I, I, I want to see his... The question is, is it on paper, Mr. Savage? It real, you know, stuff like that. So then when she called him, he picked up, he was like, dang, it's actually him. He was like, wow, it's the real guy. He said he wanted to help her out with her music, and because we told her, we was like, okay, like, you can literally get your foot in the door, like, with this. I mean, like, he can, you know, we all thinking that. He wanted her to fly out or whatever. She wanted to bring a friend with her. All her friends was busy at the time. She wanted to get me to go with her. She told him about it, and he, she told me that he was saying something like, uh, you know, I feel uncomfortable, you know, because, you know, he's a songwriter, and I feel uncomfortable with him being in the room sitting and we both do the same thing. But I was like, okay. It's basically right. a bunch of BS. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much she wound, she wound up having to go by herself. She went to Oklahoma. After she had, you know, came back from Oklahoma, because we picked her up from the airport. 
And she told me, you know, like she went to the show and after that, he wanted her to go back to the hotel. He said that he gonna make sure it stay about music and nothing else. It's not going to get personal or nothing like that. Cause she wasn't interested in him at the time. She just wanted to do music. And then she said he came to the door and he wanted her to sleep with him. So then she was like, I don't know about this. I don't want to you know, do this. And she, he was like, don't be negative. He said, look at this as a positive of us growing close together. Then after that, she pretty much kind of gave in from there. She would make excuses and say that she going to, um, you know, film for like be an extra in this show or go to a modeling little event thing. That's what she had tell them every single time. But she let me know everything that was going on. Joycelyn's best friend, also songwriter, had told my dad that Joycelyn was messing with Robert. At first, Joycelyn, she didn't want to really say nothing. But somehow my dad kept asking her and she finally said yes. I did do something sexual with Robert. Immediately, my dad and my mom told Joycelyn, you're not doing no more music. You know, they just influenced her to go back to school. Just go to school, go to college, and focus on your work. Nothing more, nothing else. And so that's what she did. She went off to college. And, you know, it was normal until around December of 2016. I found out that she was not attending college on a regular basis, that she was staying on dorm, but she was coming to her classes, but she was leaving and going to R. Kelly's house. And I found out that she was not only just with him, but she was also with other girls. At the time, it was at least five or six other girls. Right. And at that point, I wanted to do some type of intervention with her. Hold on, hold on. What happened? What you mean? R. Kelly wanted you to have sex? After we found out that she was in communication with him, she said that he wanted her to be a part of a girl group. Come to find out the girl group were several girls that were with him in the past and one of the girls are still with him today that was initially supposed to be part of this so-called girl group. Jocelyn, Azarel, Dominique, you had multiple girls that were supposed to be a part of a girl group. R. Kelly does make promises to the girls that he gets involved with. He, he sees mostly of the girls that are looking to be in the entertainment industry. She ended up getting very mad, very defensive, and it was just like seeing her like that was just like, Joycelyn, what, what's, what's going on, Joycelyn? I'm ready to go. Like, why am I still on her? Her appearance changed. You know, she start, she cut her hair off. You know, she'll wear sweatpants. She started losing weight. She was like almost, she was just very skinny. And it was just like, Joycelyn, you, this, this is not Joycelyn. Like, what's going on? Joycelyn did not return to school after the Christmas break for the spring semester in January, and her room was completely cleaned out. 
on July 17th of 2017, we see our daughter on TMZ. I'm in a happy place with my life, and I'm not being brainwashed or anything like that. A lot of people saw the hand gestures when he was cutting her off and she could barely answer the questions correctly. Are you currently in Georgia, or where are you? I actually, I'm not, no, I'm not. Are you with other roommates? Are you free to go from where you are? No, but I want to speak on that as well. The very next day, they came out with another second interview in, in front of a, in a park, and she came out with a whole nother statement. Hi, this is Joyce Point Savage, and I would like to direct this message to my family. I am happy where I'm at and the people that I'm around. I love you to death, but I need you to understand me. Back in August of 2017, I got a phone call from Tim Savage, and then he started to detail to me um, the allegations that he had made against Robert Sylvester Kelly. And, and of course, I was shocked and appalled. And uh, August the 4th, 2017, we had our initial press conference where we outlined that he'd hired a legal team to help reunite with his daughter. Stockholm Syndrome. That's what my daughter has right now. My daughter's severely brainwashed. She's brainwashed to the point where she's not the same Jocelyn that we knew. It kind of started a media frenzy with his fans. People started accusing us of selling her to him and all of that. We was all alone. It, it was hard. It was terrifying. People said a lot of negative things about my parents. Some people even sent death threats to my parents and to our family. People said, well, they're just in it for the money. They're just in it for the fame or they're just in it for the spotlight. The perception was that we took money. $20,000. $20,000 from Robert Sylvester Kelly. And we handed our daughters over, which we haven't received a dime from him. We would never sell our daughter. That is so unheard of. That's a piece of crack. Let's play that. Let's let's play that. Let's play that. Uh, there we go. There we go. Uh, let's play that audio. trying to prove that R. Kelly's accredited manager, James Mason, threatened to kill him, but I have a record. I don't need you, but she won't. No, 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 you won't. You know, but at this particular point, she does she need her father. I don't give a fuck with nobody. That's her man, but she need her father, but her father's against her. Motherfucking daughter. Hey, I don't need me at this point, man. She got no, she's right. She's she's like, like, she don't need you, but she won't. No, 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 you won't. She don't. Motherfucking daughter. Hey. I She needs a father, but her father's against her right now. That's how she feels. 
motherfucking daughter. Hey, she don't need me at this point, man. She got no, she's right. She's a and uh, you know, he got he got a little white white. Oh, I'm going to make my expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your wine. Here you go, Tim Savage. I mean, tell Rob he can do what he is going to do. I will go out and make my millions. He has nice, he has nice wife for life, for him. Mom, he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my millions, and uh, you know, he got he got a wife, wife for him. I mean, tell tell Rob he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my millions, and uh, you know. He got a, he got a little white pipe on. I'm saying, you, you should talk to him. I ain't saying who else should talk to him with you, but you should. Now, the reason they're trying to discredit me and they're asking to speak to lawyers because they were trying to convince me that that was Joycelyn's page. And I knew it wasn't Joycelyn's page because I'm watching Joycelyn email R. Kelly every damn day, okay? And they're mad because I won't give them Joycelyn's contact information anymore. So that's why they wanted to involve their lawyers. They're trying to control the narrative, but they can't control it here because all that you see, these documentaries, the, the reality show page and social media and them flying Okay, to New York. Yeah, yeah, Mom, he, he can do what he got this. I told him to call mine today. They'll be expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your wine. I mean, yeah, yeah, Mom, he, he can do what he gonna do. I'm gonna make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. I mean, yeah, yeah, Mom, he, he can do what he gonna do. I'm gonna make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. Now the reason they're trying to discredit me and they're asking to speak to lawyers because they were trying this. I told him to call mine today. They'll be expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your wine. I mean, tell tell Rob he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting, and uh, you know, he got he got a white white for him. I mean, tell tell Rob he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe on him. I'm like I said, you, you should talk to him. I ain't saying who else should talk to him with you, but you should. Now, the reason they're trying to discredit me and they're asking to speak to lawyers for this. I told him to call mine today. They'll be expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your wine. I mean, tell Rob he, he can do what he going to do. I'm going to make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe on him. I mean, tell tell Rob he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting, and uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. I'm like I said, you you should talk to him. I ain't saying who else should talk to him with you, but you should. Now the reason they're trying to discredit me and they're asking to speak to lawyers for this. I told him to call mine today. They'll be expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your wine. I mean, tell tell Rob he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. I mean, tell tell Rob he, he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. I'm like I said, you, you should talk to him, right? I told him to call mine today. They'll be expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your wine. I mean, tell tell Rob he, he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting. And, uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. I mean, tell tell Rob he he can do what he gonna do. I go out and make my meeting, and uh, you know, he got a, he got a little white pipe for him. I'm like I said, you you should talk to him. I ain't saying who else should talk to him with you, but you should. Now the reason 
speak to lawyers because they were trying to convince me that that was Joycelyn's page. And I knew it wasn't Joycelyn's page because I'm watching Joycelyn email R. Kelly every damn year. I told him to call mine today. They'll be expecting his damn call. But take a listen to this damn recording. Pull your line. I mean, tell, tell Rob he, he can do what he's going to do. I'll go out and take my name. And, uh, you know, he got a he I mean, tell Rob he can do what he is going to do. I will go out and make my millions. He has a nice wife for life for him. And the caller said, you should talk to him. I ain't saying who else you should talk to him with you, but you should. Now let's play this. If the savages would have known what was going on, like from the start, yeah, all that would have been shut down. Especially from Sam. Yeah, yeah. All of that would have been it Never would have got to this point. Never. What? Really? So I guess this is a lie. This is his voice, and this is him talking. slander that, that, that what was said in that audio is facts they are resolute in getting contact with their daughter no matter what it takes within the bounds of the law you're an attorney sir so you represent them so you have to speak nice Jocelyn knew that her granddad had passed and of course she's a slave she still could not come because of the control issue from Robert Sylvester Kelly. Right. But as you say, tell Rob he can do whatever he's going to do. I will go out and make my millions. He has a nice wife for life. 
Stay recording. Pull your wine. I mean, Phil, Phil Hobbs, he, he can do what he gonna do. I go out and take my meeting, and, uh, you know, he gotta, he gotta go white, white for him. I mean, Phil, Phil Hobbs, he, he can do what he gonna do. I go out and take my meeting, and, uh, you know, he gotta, he gotta go white, white for him. I'm yeah, so you, you should talk to him. I ain't saying who else should talk to him with you, but you should. Now the reason... Mm. The Jocelyn that I knew would definitely want to come to her granddaddy's funeral. And I, um... It always lead back to my father. He was always there for me and he was always there for Jocelyn, but on his dying day... At the hospital, he told me, he said, son, do whatever you have to do to get my Jocella back home. And I promised him that. And I was the last person to touch that casket. And I promised my father that I would do whatever it takes to get Jocelyn out of the situation and to get these other young ladies free. so close to Jocelyn we as a family have to fight this fight not as playing checkers but playing chess because of who Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly is and his team of enablers and we have to play every according to what moves we make that's in benefit of Jocelyn, whether it's being quiet, whether it's talking, whether it's trying to do everything we can to get her out of this situation. Hi, I would like to do a well-being check on my oldest sister. Okay, what's the address? It's the Trump Towers on residency side. Okay, and what's going on with your sister? I heard some disturbing news about my sister, and I just want to know if she's okay. Um, I know she, I haven't seen her in over three years, but, um, you know, I heard that she's been abused and she's not well right now. Joycelyn Savage. Joycelyn is locked up so you can see her in jail. I just really want to see her so bad. I really want to see her. If I just get five minutes with her, I will be happy. It will make my whole entire three years of fighting for her. Hello, I'm here to check up on my oldest sister, Joycelyn Tyra Savage. 
This has been a dramatic experience. We just want our daughter back. This has been a dramatic experience for me and my family. I hate to say it, another Lifetime Channel stunt, just like the Michelle Kramer ordeal. We haven't seen her since the year of 2016. We just want our daughter back. We just want our family back. We fight not just for Jocelyn. We fight for all these victims. singer but is she like Beyonce or Simone or any Irene no but she she's good you know she's good. she is just a bright bright young woman mm. when you watch her videos when she was young she was so vivacious like you know like she had the light the light in her eyes and now she's so grown I really came out for her and Joy. 
Our daughter met Ella Kelly at a concert in Orlando. She was 17, Ezreal was 17. I mean, I miss my daughter beyond words. It's unimaginable. Like, no one can know this feeling. I guess it's sort of like when you have a child that's lost and passed away, you know, you know they're gone. Like, you're never going to see them again. But this is a little bit different because I know she's somewhere. It's just that I'm not talking to her because he won't allow her to talk to me or whatever. It's very, it's heartbreaking. especially when you're fighting a celebrity. Me and my wife have been labeled from some of the worst things. Like we thought we, we used our daughter. We pimped our daughter out. We, 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 um, we sold our daughter. When I see people blaming my parents, I feel like people just are looking at it from a very small window and just giving their naive judgment and, you know, their opinion. My family fought for Israel, like, and I mean really fought. Yeah, that, which is true. I give them that. I remember the um, Mute R. Kelly fan page was getting a lot of his um, concerts shut down. My mom hit me up and she was like, you know, there might be this concert in town, but you know, they say that it's actually coming. We saw the flyer, we saw the uh, posting online, so we decided to go. The plan was to see Ezreal. At the time of the concert, it had been three or four years since she'd seen Ezreal. So I was very nervous, you know, I didn't want to see my sister or like be looking really crazy or like really rough or like bruised or anything like that so i was really just scared for that's not gonna happen if he has her at the concert that it'll be very obvious that most part and um when we got there we uh watched you know the entire performance as well as on stage Hold on. Closer to 
decided to stay where Adriel was at. He's on stage, Adriel's on stage. Only thing between her and her daughter is a couple of security guards. There's no book on, you know, to tell you how to, you know, confront your daughter you haven't seen her for years. You kind of just got to feel the emotion and act upon her. with my parents. 
My parents made singing like a job for me. So this is not something I wanted to do. Not only that, I even tried to kill myself because I did not want to sing. As a cry out for help to tell them this is not what I want to do with my life. As we all spoke about, we was forcing her, forcing music on her. We made it like a job, right? Far from the truth. Kelly would have to have an angle. So what angle better than stripping her away from her music because I'm quite sure she told him about why she attempted suicide and why she attempted suicide was over a bad relationship. Ezreal is a person who loves very strongly and I think Ezreal loved the guy that she was with before she met Robert Kelly. And I felt like she was crushed when she found out that he cheated on her. You know, to see her like that, I wish that on no parent. I wish no parent would ever have to watch their child attempt to take their own life or harm themselves in any type of way. And, you know, only thing we was wondering as I talked to mom and everybody, it's like, why? Humans are primed for relationships. And the drive for connection and relationships for some people can be very strong. And loneliness and feelings of being abandoned or lonely can drive us really viscerally and unconsciously. I would argue someone who attempts suicide over a relationship has some strong co codependent or enmeshment issues, and they don't know where to separate themselves from their partner. They don't know who they are outside of this relationship. I know my daughter may be one of the ones that feel like she got to follow him all the way. I would hope to, on everything that she's stronger than that. And I think that all the girls, once they snap out of that, that they're going to get it. And they're going to understand that, hey, it's life outside of R. Kelly. So I'm not going to stop until that open communication up until my wife can get on that phone and call her daughter, then I can finally rest. My dad spends quite a lot of time working on getting Ezreal back. It gotten so bad at one point, his employees told me to make sure he's getting sleep because they haven't seen him sleep in, I think it was four days straight. I do worry about my dad's health because, um, you know, he you kind of lose yourself in this. Like, you 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 know, you he doesn't he doesn't do nothing extra like uh, holidays. It was very limited for him. Like, oh, I can't do much. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fighting a war right now. He's in war. And this is his main goal and his main focus. I do feel as though the R. Kelly situation has took a toll on my parents' marriage. My parents' marriage has crumbled. They've been married for 25 years, strong, and they both started blaming themselves. And I think that's what really put a big strain on their relationship. My mom couldn't accept it. My marriage was affected by this whole situation with Azrael. Me and Alice blamed each other quietly, unspoken. A lot of the disconnect and it drew us apart you know it was one point where we couldn't even talk about it he went into fight mode where he went to let the world know what kind of sick man this is so that no one else has to deal with this and my mom more or less is just so hurt that it's actually happening that she just beats herself up i know the only thing that will fix my wife broken heart was bringing her baby girl home <laughs> 
My son has suffered from my sister leaving to be with R. Kelly. All he knew was TT. That's all he knew. And for me, it's difficult because he just asks us about her all the time. And he just always say, well, where's TT? Where's TT? When she's going to come home? I can hide my pain, but his pain is like, it breaks my heart because it's like, we can't even pick up the phone and call her. It really hurts. Auntie T, I miss you so much. Auntie T, can you come back? I want you to come with me. Sometimes I still feel like I see her in our house or I hear her singing. Like sometimes I feel like she, she, she like died. But I just miss being around her. She was so silly and bubbly and being a human beatbox as she was. You know, you don't get to see her. You don't get to talk to her. You don't get to interact with her or anything. It's like she's gone. And it's really hard, and she don't understand. Like, you just leave out of people's lives like as if you died. When Robert Kelly goes to jail, me and my father's first step will be to get Israel home safe and sound. After that, we will get Ezra as much help as she possibly needs. I think there needs to be a lot of healing, but I'm sure we can get back to where we used to be. I want her to come home to the family that was there when she left, because if the family is broken apart, she's gonna feel like she is to blame for all of that. look like to me since we can't turn back the hands of time jail forever and something more societally and understanding that um, this kind of behavior can't be tolerated and be put aside in favor of profit nobody's saying burn his records right they're saying be aware of the context be aware of what he's really saying in that canon of music. Be aware of the pain he caused to people. And then I think there's no right or wrong. Burnish records. If you can still listen to Ignition Remix or Step in the Name of Love or I Believe I Can Fly and take pleasure from it, I understand that. Because it played at your kid's 
kindergarten graduation. It played at every backyard barbecue you ever went to. It was your wedding song. It is your song as much as it's his. But know the pain he caused and condemn it. You can condemn the man and still appreciate the art. Personally, I can, and I don't think there's one answer. I think every single individual is going to have a different answer to that question of when she can separate art and artist. You know, there are a lot of artists who have the genius mind, and they're just in a different state. But their music, their art, their words, they live on. I mean, we could go down a whole list of great artists, just as troubled as could be. But they left us gems and jewels. I mean, we think about that and it's like, wow. So I don't know if you can separate. If that's the case, then the same could apply to Hitler. The two. I could see... Uh, where some would feel that way, that maybe we should not support R. Kelly uh, with his his art. Uh, but it's to me just that art. When I look at a painting on a wall, the first thing I, I think of is not who painted the, the art, is how that art makes me feel. Uh, and so I think art is somewhat different uh, because it's an expression and everyone gets a different expression, I think. his music was a reflection of his behavior and his behavior was feeling on your booty on a 13 year old girl's booty booty and bump and grind go half on the baby um excuse me step in the name of love These are songs that were driven on the basis of sexual gratification of underage girls and alleged boys. If a song of R. Kelly can help someone get through a, a day or a moment, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't want to hear it because it's R. Kelly. If you can still listen to his music, knowing what he has done, you may need to come to terms with your own survivorship around sexual violence um, and your own contentment around the way in which girls are treated. You are choosing R. Kelly over black women and girls who are in your family, who you may have birthed, who have raised you. In my opinion, this music is violent. This music is triggering for so many. That's enough for me to know that this music isn't healthy or something that I should be listening to. While you're muting R. Kelly, are you, you know, same thing with Michael Jackson, like, you know, I still hear Michael Jackson records. I still hear records that R. Kelly wrote for other artists on the radio. Are we going to mute Whitney Houston and the records that R. Kelly wrote for Whitney? Are we going to mute all of the other big artists, Faith Evans, you know? Are we going to mute that? Are we going to mute Vivian? Are we going to mute, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Are we going to say to those artists, why don't you take the money that you made from that R. Kelly record? and put that money to use to a family so that this doesn't happen again. Are we going to do that? Maybe we should. But you're the same ones that scream for reparations too. 
So should that family who did not involve in the enslavement of your family that benefit from it, they should do the same, right? I think we all should do the same. When I found out that he was in handcuffs, I immediately hit it, which I was still about 20 minutes away, hit it to the trunk. So now I'm in a panic, no as a parent will be, and now I'm running around trying to locate my daughter. But we had no reward right now because my daughter's still not working. But the one piece I have in my heart, she not being abused. She not being manipulated anymore. See, all the stories already come to life. And the truth will prevail everywhere. I feel like that's the first deep breath we were able to take in the past four years. And uh, we don't need him getting out this time. We need him to sit. I hopefully, I, I hope he spends um, the rest of his life in jail, honestly. My feelings for Rob, I hate him to his guts. I don't want to see him. His voice scares me. The fact that federal charges have come against him is a huge step. And you were one of his enablers. You are one of his enablers, Ashanta McGee. You're your own daughter. But, I mean, I feel like he's ruined my life. I just felt like... You ruined your daughter's life. This is karma. I think I will always care about him. I think I believe Lizette Martinez had had one of the worst because she was pregnant with R. Kelly's child and she went through, I think it was sepsis. I think it was sepsis. I think it was. I think it was sepsis. Where your body goes through paralysis or something. And she almost died. I mean, it, it was real nasty. And I will always love him. See there? Even though it was terrible, it's like I love the, the little soul for the little boy. And I am not happy, and I'm not boasting, oh, I took him down. That was not my intention. My intention was just to tell my story, to maybe reach to him and say, there's nothing wrong with me. I've been doing this for too long. That was my point in telling this story. So that's it. I don't want to hear from the trolls anymore. I don't want to hear from anyone. I'm telling you myself, I will always love him. That's it. The good part of him, the little boy that's wounded. And, and the sad part is that's the reason why he was still able to continue to do this is because the women he have damaged, they still have those feelings for him. Even though he's done a lot of evil and these are victims, the neighbors like, yeah, I hope he dies. Yeah, I hope he did this like Ashanta McGee. Ashanta McGee is a neighbor. Lizette Martinez is a victim. So you notice the victims still want him to get help. They still want the best, even though he done all this evil to them. It seemed like the enablers who get caught and then call themselves a victim. Yeah, I hope he dies. Yeah, because you know why? Because if R. Kelly gets on that stand or Lifetime gets interviewed with R. Kelly from jail, 
Asanta McGee is going to be one of the first names that's going to be called out as an enabler. Kitty Jones is going to be another one. Michelle Kramer is going to be one of the original parents who allowed this to continue. You didn't see your daughter in nine years and she left you when she was 14 years old. What does that tell you? And then from reports were saying that she was able to go home on weekends. Because I still have a little girl inside that's wounded and he hurt me. But I forgive him. I forgave him. I don't think people realize that that was somebody that I loved at one point. And, um... It wasn't a celebration, you know, to watch him lose everything. But I knew... If I didn't say something, that it would keep going. I think that he's sitting in jail, and it's like having a 14-year-old boy sitting in jail. And there are a lot of people that are footloose and fancy-free right now that should be there, too. Mm -hmm. Yep, the enablers. You're right. Uh, Mrs. Hawkins. He's not only spitting in our faces, he's spitting in the whole America face. Like, look at me. I've been able to do this for the past 30 mm -hmm. years. Yep. Unchecked. Yep. Un By black people and record labels and the people he paid off. Check. Like, this, this is us, America. This is us letting this happen. So mm -hmm. we gotta, eventually, we got to wake up. We have to wake yep. up. You're right. After the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. The 500th. We could have said no more. Mm -hmm. But then there was the sixth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, or Noki, Odeli, whatever your name is, lady, ma'am, is women who look like you, black women mainly, are the reason that kept him protected the ones that kept him hidden, the ones that kept him uh, away from persecution. You know, I caught the most criticism from black women. I was called every name in the book. Now the guys were upset, but the women were more ferocious. Uh, literally cursed me out right there in the front, in front of the public because I didn't like R. Kelly. Because I, I, he was a pedophile. Which, you know, uh, at least I had someone with a better temperament back during that time. Now, um, you go another 15 years, I wouldn't have, have a good temper at all. I would be, it'd be terrible. But being ridiculed for calling out R. Kelly. Ah, oh, you're fat. Uh... You ain't R. Kelly. You're broke. You're fat. That's why you hate R. Kelly. No. I'm just calling out the fact that he's abusing young black girls. And if this was happening to some white girls, you'd have been swinging on a tree. The 7th, the 8th, we could have stopped at that. Then there's the 9th, the 10th, the 11th. Like, I mean, this just went on and... But ma'am, you and others like yourselves knew about this and didn't say nothing until it got 
traction. On and on, and we all just... And I challenge any one of you to say who was the first to say, Jack Newtown will go back to archives.org back in 2005, 2006. I was also a journalist too. That I've been calling out R. Kelly. And then I was one of the few blacks out there that put R. Kelly out there. And I was one of the few blacks that were being demonized by other blacks. And I've been blacklisted by the NAACP because I called out Julian. I didn't really call him out, but I asked him some very tough questions while he was uh, doing his uh, speaking engagement. Look, I've been blacklisted by some black organizations for taking the high road, as we call it, instead of just ignoring the evils of us. And what about the white folks? Okay, but guess what? Those people get punished. But we need this if, if, because, because the problem is if then we could say that if we were policing ourselves, if we were policing ourselves, then you would have a good argument about what about the white folks. But since we're not policing ourselves like we're supposed to, then people like me and others will have to come along and say, hold on now, this ain't right. Well, white folks do it. Well, I don't care what white folks do. That's their business. But what we doing, it brings a, a significant impact. And y'all know when blacks do it, it is seven times harsher penalty than whites. So you know this. Stepped in the name of love, and we danced his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you danced to his music. I didn't dance to his music. We paid for his concerts. You paid for his concerts. I didn't pay for his concerts. And we gave him the lifestyle that an I didn't give that nigga a lifestyle, nothing at all. I ain't put one damn, one damn pin in that man. Able this, even though we knew what he was doing, we owed him everything. We have to properly contextualize this moment. It is decades of internal conversations that have been happening in beauty shops and at kitchen tables and on couches. This ain't no internal conversation. I've been saying this out since 2005 until now. Y'all have kept it within your circle because the white folks are coming after us, as y'all say. Between black women and someone like Tarana and so many others, shining a bright light on that and ensuring that we don't get to just skip past this moment because it's uncomfortable. It took several exposés, well-written exposés by seasoned journalists. And comedians. It took numerous articles and it took an online protest, an international movement, and a three-day documentary for the world to start talking about R. Kelly. And then we have this we have this moment where he's facing these charges. Tomorrow, Brooke, I've been on his ass since 2005. Well, I should have heard in that, but it's not, not recorded. I'm talking about recorded. I've been on his ass since 2005. Where's my credit? See the Black man like me been called every name in the book since 2005. And ridiculed and called a sellout, a race trader. And 
Here's come the and these same black women that criticize me. Here they come. Me too. Uh, mute R. Kelly. Yeah, that's right. We're 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 gonna take him down. But hold on now. Where's my credit? Where's Jack's credit? Where's Good Juice Radio credit? Huh? What 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 was the credit then? What's my credit? What's my credit? I want to know. Where's my credit? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I got the virus, but still, I'm, 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 I'm fight this. But, but where's my credit? Where's my moment? Hmm? Where's my moment? Where's my credit? All the blacklisting that I receive from black organizations, all the ridicule, where's my moment? Why should y'all take this moment when y'all been knowing about this man and y'all y'all talk among yourselves about it, but you ain't publicly saying it like I did? You're going to take a man's movement and then say you did it. No, this nigga right here did it. Who knows what's going to happen? But it's it's a pretty big deal that the, that the charges even happen. People need to be looking at him as a case study. Um, for what happens in silence. You know, this this has been going on for close to 30 years now because of silence. But because so many women now are brave enough to come forward and they're, they know that there's a network of support that will help buoy them up when they do come forward, we've been able to break that silence down. as the state of Illinois, as consumers of music, had chance after chance after chance to say, no, we don't deal with this person. This person needs help. He is a danger to people around him. And I told y'all that, but yet I got called every name in the book and it fell on deaf ears. Now here y'all come, the same people who, I'm not saying you exactly, but the same of y'all's elk come along after all the time y'all been calling me out for everything under the sun. Now, so you take the same thing that I've been saying for the longest. And then y'all say, well, yeah, it's time to get him. It's time to take him down. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, we forgot Jack Newtown been saying this since 2005. On record. Oh, we forgot Jack Newtown was a journalist was saying this on record. Oh, we forgot Jack Newtown was doing this. Oh, we forgot Gullah Juice Radio was doing this. Oh, we forgot what Jack Rail's been doing. Oh, we we oh yeah, we're gonna dismiss him. We're gonna disregard what he what he brought forth. Oh, oh, oh. It's on record. It's on Podomatic, it's on mypodcast.com, it is on archives.org, it is on YouTube, it is on Facebook, it is on Twitter. It is on Tumblr. It is on various social media platforms. This man right here, I'm pointing at, brought it forth online. And some of the journalists out there who, you know, the white guy did and the Chicago Tribune, I respect them for that. But I'm talking about these whole Me Too slash Mute R. Kelly people now all of a sudden coming out of Woodwork. Where were y'all? When this shit was going down. 
Now all of a sudden, now you got fame, now you got notoriety. Oh, but Jack Newtown is nowhere to be found. I stand by that ten toes down because I it is on record. But now here y'all come. Now all of a sudden y'all are woke. Y'all are woke feminist. At least say my name. At least give me the credit. Lifetime. And he's not going to accept this behavior, and so we're going to turn him off. U.S. Marshals let R. Kelly down from the government jet and took him across the tarmac to a waiting pickup truck. R. Kelly is charged with racketeering, allegedly using his bodyguard and others to recruit young girls for sex. This is what they get mobsters and drug gangs on. He is the only person I'm aware of in the entire history of popular music charged with a federal criminal... Takashi 69. Enterprise under the RICO statutes the way they get the Gambinos and the Genoveses. Kelly is now part of that esteemed company. R. Kelly goes back in court. Kelly's facing both local and federal charges, including sexual assault, child pornography, and obstruction of justice. No one in pop music history has ever faced so many felony charges. I have it at 195 years if he's convicted of everything. After a century in jail, who's going to count anymore? He's never going to be free again. There's never been a case like this in the history of popular music, and that's really saying something. In addition to, of course, the survivors themselves that have come forward, there are a few sets of parents that their daughters are still in this man's world. And even with him being incarcerated, and, and you think, okay, well, he's in jail awaiting trial. They can go home. Somebody can go get them. That's not what we've seen. Even knowing the scrutiny that they would face, we see footage of them still connected to him and still allegedly supporting him and, and, and wanting to support him as he prepares for trial. We as a family eat and sleep this from December of 2016 until now. I think because we talk about it so much, it keeps us fighting for her. And me leaning on my wife and my wife leaning on me to, for ear, back and forth, it helps until we get her home. Like most people will be like, oh, why you ain't snatching? Why you ain't? My daughter grown. She's still a grown woman. So to put myself through humiliation, making my daughter hate me more, trying to force her to leave instead of help her understand the truth. I think my daughter know every day that she wake up her father somewhere close. I'm quite sure she can feel my presence when I'm in Chicago and I'm watching her from afar. It's, it, it, it's, it's so much, it's so much and so many things is going on that, I mean, it's, it's, it's too much. It's almost too much for me to bear and it's not me. You know, it, it, I'm not dealing with that. Matter of fact, my situation is nothing. I'll be out next year. What he's facing, he may never get out. I'm going to, you know, when I got here, I'm going to go to Kerry. I'm going to tell him, look, whether he's found guilty or whether he's found innocent, he's going to still be our brother. Well, we going to stop loving him because 
uh, because of a verdict? No. I would definitely be there. My brother, Robert, I do love you. R. Kelly is symbolic of a much larger systemic problem. It's one thing when the celebrity is out here or it's a Harvey Weinstein who you don't know or you may be umpteen degrees of separation from. But when it starts to be the men that you know, the men that you've worked with, the men who are in your family, the men who are colleagues, who under different conditions, because you're not dealing with that side of them, you like, it brings up a different kind of reckoning. Like, how do I acknowledge this thing that this person has done and still honor the love inside that I felt and perhaps even still feel for that person? Reckonings like the one R. Kelly is currently going. All right, here we go. Okay. And, um... Like I said, email me at Jack Real Show number one at gmail.com. Uh, cash up dollar sign CSN Fork Six. PayPal.me slash uh Tyler to eleven. Shoelaugh.com slash highborn. I will um give me give me about give me till four thirty. Give me about four thirty, give me about two hours to get some clips together. And also, there's other victims who may not be on the Lifetime channel that had their story to tell. So we're going to put those out. And also, we're going to put those who uh, who are questionable. And then you're going to put those who have not came forward yet. So this is Jack Newtown. Hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, and uh, hopefully, um, if you are a victim of sexual abuse and both man or woman, then you should uh, get a hold of the local police. If this happened to you, I'm talking about like recent. Um, if uh, again, there there uh, there therapy programs, hotline programs for victims of sexual abuse, and um, again, uh, it's just you know if it's something that's immediate, it needs to be done, recorded, documented, even though police may not do much, still at least you have it on record. So, thank you.